Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine and creator of drjockers.com, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. This podcast is sponsored by my friends over at ShopC60.com. If you haven't heard of Carbon 60 or otherwise called C60 before, it is a powerful Nobel Prize winning antioxidant that helps to optimize mitochondrial function, fights inflammation, and neutralizes toxic free radicals. I'm a huge fan of using C60 in conjunction with a healthy lifestyle to support your immune system, help your body detox, and increase energy and mental clarity. If you are over the age of 40 and you'd like to kick fatigue and brain fog to the curb this year, visit shopc60.com and use the coupon code JOCKERS for 15% off your first order and start taking back control over your health today. The products I use, I use their C60 in organic MCT coconut oil. They have it in various different flavors. They also have sugar-free gummies that are made with allulose and monk fruit. They also have carbon 60 and organic avocado and extra virgin olive oil. When it's combined with these fats, it absorbs more effectively. And carbon 60 is great as a natural energizing tool because it really helps your mitochondria optimize your energy production. Now, if you take it late at night, for some individuals, it may seem a little bit stimulating. So that's why we recommend taking it earlier in the day, and it will give you that great energy, that great great mental clarity that you want all day long. It will help reduce the effects of oxidative stress and aging and really help you thrive. So again, guys, go to shopc60.com. Use the coupon code JOCKERS to save 15% off your first order and start taking back control of your health today. If we're going to be healthy in the 21st century, we have got to keep inflammation under control. Inflammation is literally the root cause of all the different degenerative chronic health conditions, things like Alzheimer's, heart disease, Parkinson's disease, cancer, diabetes. These are all characterized by chronic inflammation. And so I went ahead and I interviewed some of the top experts in the world when it comes to inflammation and actually created a summit. It was called the Chronic Inflammation Summit. We hosted it in May of 2021. You may have listened, you may not have, but I wanted to share some of my favorite interviews on this podcast. And this is one of them. You guys are going to get so much value out of this podcast. And if you know anybody that's struggling with any sort of chronic health conditions, maybe they have pain in their body, digestive issues, autoimmunity, cancer, heart disease, diabetes, brain issues, please share this podcast with them. It can literally change and save their lives. And if you haven't already, take a moment and leave us a five-star review. Your reviews help us reach more people and impact more lives. Thanks so much for doing that. And let's go into the show. Well, hey, everybody, welcome back to the Chronic Inflammation Summit. I'm your host, Dr. David Jockers, and today we're talking about leaky gut, food sensitivities, and autoimmune disease. We know that autoimmune disease is skyrocketing, things like rheumatoid arthritis, Hashimoto's, thyroiditis. You know, there's just so many different autoimmune diseases out there. Lupus is another one. 
And so chances are you either are suffering from one or you know somebody that is. And so our guest today is Dr. Tiffany Kaplan, and she is a certified functional medicine practitioner who's experienced firsthand how lifestyle medicine can save a person's life. And she's blessed to be able to educate and help people suffering with chronic illnesses. She is the best-selling author of The Lupus Solution and also the founder of the Kaplan Health Institute, which is a virtual practice with educational resources, courses, and one-on-one coaching and consulting for people with chronic illness who have the goal of achieving long-term remission. Her website is centerforintegrativehealth.com, so definitely check that out. She's a really great resource, and looking forward to this interview. Dr. Tiffany, welcome to the Chronic Inflammation Summit. Thank you so much for having me. I love this topic and it's super important when it comes to autoimmunity for sure. Absolutely. Well, I'd love to know a little bit more about your story. I know you suffered with lupus and um, how you've gotten into this and, and where you are in your health journey as well. Yeah. So I got into functional medicine, being a patient myself, I was having actually more just like brain fog, depression, anxiety, a lot of like mental, emotional things that you know, in the, in the medical model, which is written off, oh, here's an antidepressant type of deal. Um, I didn't, fortunately, don't have an autoimmune condition. So many people in my family have autoimmunity. My, you know, I have an um, uncle who has lupus, my mom with the Hashimoto's, like so many people with different autoimmune conditions. And so I've seen how lifestyle medicine has made such a huge impact on that. Mm. And that's really what fascinated me, because even though all of these different conditions, there's like over a hundred autoimmune conditions. They all are looked at as different things, but at the core, it, the immune system is really the key component, like addressing why that's happening is so powerful. So finding out, you know, what's causing the inflammation, what's causing the stress um, is, is really the key to resolving it and getting into remission, making sure that the immune system can calm down and the person can heal. Yeah, for sure. And so let's talk about what an autoimmune disease is. Let's just, let's define mm-hmm. that and uh, and describe some of the symptoms that people may experience with that. Yeah, so an autoimmune disease is like the immune system is part of our body that's supposed to protect us, right? It's supposed mm-hmm. to be able to recognize pathogens or foreign invaders so it fights it off and it keeps us from getting sick or um, harming us. And the immune system can then start to attack our own self tissue. So our cells, our different tissues, our organs, and that's called an autoimmune process when our immune system attacks ourself. So we know that that's not normal, right? We know that our immune system shouldn't be just like destroying our joints. Like if we have rheumatoid arthritis or destroying our thyroid gland, if we have Hashimoto's. So something has to trigger it to do that. So what we look at with people that have autoimmune diseases, we ask the question, why? Why is the immune system doing that? Is there you know, stress or there toxins? Are there microbiome imbalances? We found that there's like you know nine key components that pretty much every person with autoimmunity has problems in these different aspects of their health. Um, and many of these things we can fix through, you know, diet and lifestyle modifications. Which is- yeah. What are the, what are those nine primary drivers? So we have, of course, leaky gut is a huge part of that, mm-hmm. right? When we don't have a good, healthy gut barrier, it allows for our immune system to get exposure to things that we're getting exposed to from our outside world, from our diet. So food sensitivities come into play with, with leaky gut as well. We start reacting to the foods that we're eating, um, having microbiome imbalances in our gut, having not a good diversity of the species that are living there. That impacts our immune system. So about 80% of our immune system lives in our gut lining, right? So it's really a key yeah. component about everything. Um, then we get you know toxic 
constant chemical exposure just from our daily lives. We don't even have to be trying to, right? It's everywhere. Um, we have a lot of adrenal problems, a lot of adrenal fatigue issues, cortisol issues. Cortisol is the stress hormone, right? So many people are dealing with mm -hmm. chronic stress on a regular basis, hormonal imbalances, blood sugar problems, just mental emotional things too. When, when we talk yeah. about stress, a lot of it could be also just traumas and, and things like that. So the things that we encounter on a regular basis really impact our immune system and, and could be in a negative way like that. Yeah, it's, it's diverse. And, um, you know, it's not just a, a simple solution. We've got to really work on our whole lifestyle. But one of the key factors that you talked about there was leaky gut. Can you describe more about that? How does somebody develop leaky gut? And what is that? Yeah, so you can picture the gut lining like a wall, right? All of the cells and and really there's only one cell layer thick of our gut lining, which is really important to understand because it's very fragile, right? So all of these cells have these tight junctions between each other and it's it forms a physical barrier. So things that are going through our gut, like if our, you know, undigested food or bacteria, these large particles that normally shouldn't get through are supposed to be kept out from getting into our bloodstream, right? And that is a protective mechanism. So our body can um, not just let everything in and our immune system can kind of test the waters and figure out if things are going to be good for us or bad for us. And so when we have too much permeability between these cells, because normally we have some degree of little things being able to get through, that's absorption of nutrients, right? Like when foods are completely broken down, they're small enough components that they can get through those tight barriers and we absorb the nutrients that way. But when we have too much permeability, we have too much space between those cells or the cells are not healthy enough, that barrier is breached. And that's mm. where then our immune system can start to react to more things that it's, it's getting exposed to more things. So it's going more on high alert, right? It's, it's trying to protect us. So it's starting to overreact and it can start to react to things that are not actually harmful, like the food that we're eating mm. or, you know, pollen or things that are really not necessarily going to harm us. Yeah, for sure. And, and food sensitivities play a big role with that as well. What are some of the most common food sensitivities that you're seeing with your patients? Yeah, I think the most common things are going to be grains for sure. Grains have just mm. been so changed and hybridized that our, the food in this um, world, in this country specifically, like has been so modified that our body hasn't evolved fast enough to recognize it as real food. It thinks it's a foreign invader and it's harder to digest too. That's part of the hybridization process is it makes it harder to break down. So we're gonna have more of a reaction to it um, typically. Dairy is also a common reaction I see. Sugar, I mean sugar for a number of different yeah. reasons. And then there's the other modified foods, um, GMO corn and soy and canola and things that are just in so much abundance in our diet that we get too much exposure to them and they create a lot of um, inflammation and stress in the body and cause the immune reactions. Could be other things like nightshades, lectins, you know, there's a number of different things. Everybody's different and that's what's so fascinating too when we look at people through the functional medicine lens is like everybody's yeah. body has been so, um, has had a different background, environment, exposure. So we're gonna be reacting to different things. And um, that's why also autoimmune conditions can show up with different symptoms with people. So mm. some of the most common are gonna be related to inflammation, like fatigue and brain fog um, and pain. Like those are yeah. by far the most common symptoms that we see across the board with any and all autoimmune processes. Mm. Yeah, and how are you helping people identify what their food sensitivities are using lab testing, muscle testing, 
Are you having them keep like a journal and see how they respond to foods? There's a lot of different methods that people use. What do you like? Yeah, great question. I usually start with recommending just the simplest form is the elimination diet, right? It's really mm -hmm. kind of a gold yeah. standard to start with. You take out the foods that the person is most likely reacting to. So like the grains and dairy and maybe nightshades and sugar, like the common things. And you keep them out for an average of 21 days or at least 21 days, right? Because that's actually how long that immune reaction is staying active for it's the half-life of that reaction so you can't just cut it out for a couple days and expect yeah. to feel better just like you know if you're having a reaction to multiple different foods you can't just cut out one thing and then expect you know that you're going to get better just or notice a huge difference from that one thing so you do the elimination process you keep those out at least 21 days and then you reintroduce one thing at a time and you kind of test the waters you try it, you wait a couple of days, you see if there's any change. So food journals, you know, super helpful for yeah. people to recognize if symptoms come back or if things get worse. Um, and it's really kind of a trial and error. And I find that that's a good starting place for people. Yeah, it doesn't cost you anything because a lot of food sensitivities mm -hmm. are, are, can be, food sensitivity testing can be expensive, especially the really mm -hmm. good tests are going to cost right. you, you know, 500 bucks, $600. So, um, so that is a good first run, the elimination diet. Now, if somebody's plateauing on that, what's the next step that you look at? Then that's what I'll also we'll do. Maybe some like food sensitivity testing. Yeah. Um, and then there's the, you know, of course, different types of tests. So we like, you know, there's a lab that will run the foods cooked and raw in different forms. Um, also yeah. look for the different types. Is that types the Cyrex that, that you're looking at the there? Yeah. 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 Yep. And then they test like the IgA and the IgG. So the different, mm -hmm. you know, um, different types of sensitivity reactions. And Again, sensitivities are different than allergies. Allergies, most people already know that they have a problem with something and it's a very yeah. immediate, severe reaction. These sensitivities are a delayed response. So sometimes it is really challenging, especially when we get people coming in and they're not very in tune with their body in the first place. They're not really yeah. like, you know, their symptoms are kind of normal for them and they don't really see uh, too much of a difference. So um, yeah, we usually we'll do like a Cyrex testing from that point if we need to get more information. But we usually work on the gut first too, yeah. you know, kind of help heal the gut lining because a lot of times these intolerances or sensitivities, we can heal them mm. through fixing the gut. What are some of your top strategies for fixing the gut? What do you like to do? So first eliminate the things that are creating a lot yeah. of the inflammation. Right. Also address stress. I mean, cortisol, mm. we know the stress hormone can cause leaky gut. Um, so helping the people or helping people understand and identify where the stressors are coming from in their life, because a lot of times it's things that we can control. Maybe it's not always just, you know, work and um, commutes and relationships and things like that. The mental, emotional stressors that people recognize and deal with. Maybe it is uh, a blood sugar problem, or maybe it is a microbiome imbalance, or maybe it's, uh, you know, a low thyroid or a nutrient deficiency. And we can help kind of fill in the gaps and help with those areas to decrease the stress on the body, to decrease the inflammation mm -hmm. and allow the, the body to just kind of work a little bit better. Um, also vagal tone has a huge, mm. uh, component with like healing leaky gut. We know the vagus nerve controls gut peristalsis and gut healing and digestive enzyme production and all of those important factors. And the vagus nerve not only communicates from the brain to the gut, but also the brain, the gut to the brain, right? We know it's yeah. both ways. And so helping people identify how to get into like a parasympathetic state with their vagus nerve and using heart rate variability techniques and things like that, um, really helpful. 
And then supplements are always like a good tool. I like to use them to supplement all these other areas, right? Like working on diet and lifestyle, we use um, like L-glutamine and marshmallow root and licorice and things like that, that help with, um, help with the gut lining. I think one of the most important things is short chains, short, short chain fatty acids, which actually come from the good bacteria in our gut, helping us digest things like fiber. They produce these things called short chain fatty acids that help heal the gut lining too. Yeah. So that's super important. And we can supplement with that while the person's in a more of an acute state. And then we want to help, you know, with the diet, optimizing them, being able to make that on their own. Mm. So we can work on dietary approaches and lifestyle approaches to help support the gut, um, as well as in supplementing with different nutrients. Yeah, super important. I just wanted to take a quick moment to let you know that this episode of the Functional Nutrition Podcast is sponsored by our friends at Paleo Valley. They make the most powerful, pure vitamin C supplement you can get. Because unlike most vitamin C supplements containing synthetic ingredients that are created in the lab, Paleo Valley Essential C Complex is made from three of the most potent whole food sources of vitamin C on the planet. Nothing weird, just food. Check them out at paleovalley.com and use the coupon code JOCKERS, J-O-C-K-E-R-S, to get 15% off today. Are restless nights stealing your sleep? Well, if so, I have a podcast recommendation for you. It's called Sleep Magic. On the Sleep Magic podcast, episodes are delivered in relaxing, soft tones, getting slower as the episode goes on with relaxing suggestions that encourage sleep. Sleep Magic has over 100 free episodes, so there are plenty of options to choose from, and the show is already trusted by hundreds of thousands of people who use it every night to get better sleep. So go subscribe to Sleep Magic now wherever you listen to podcasts and start listening for free today. Just search Sleep Magic on your favorite podcast app. You talked a little bit about, obviously, you mentioned some of the different supplements. Um, let's name, let's say, your your top 10 supplements. And let's actually, you know, let's go into nutrient deficiencies, too, that you're seeing with autoimmune cases. Mm-hmm. What are some of the top nutrient deficiencies? And then we'll talk about supplements that you like. Yeah, top nutrient deficiencies, I would say, right off the bat, vitamin D. <laughs> hmm. Across the board, vitamin yeah. D people are it's, yeah. it's like deficient in everybody. Um, and when our immune system's more in an overactive state or we have more inflammation, like we're going to use up vitamin D and all these nutrients quicker, faster, and we're going to need more of them anyways. So vitamin D, glutathione. Glutathione is hmm. something that the body naturally makes as well, and it's an antioxidant, but majority of people that have autoimmunity have deficiency in glutathione or they're not able to keep up with the production. These things are also T regulatory cell support, meaning they help support the balance of the immune system. Uh, also things like omega-3s, right? We usually have, we usually have more of a pro-inflammatory um, load in our diet versus anti-inflammatory with our omegas. We know like turmeric can be very helpful too when when we're looking at it's yeah. not necessarily like a nutrient deficiency, but it can really be helpful to just kind of calm things down. Mm. So we see, yeah, I think the vitamin D and the glutathione and the omega-3s are like the top things that most people are deficient in. Yeah, for sure. And then in some cases, like things like B12 or some of the B vitamins mm-hmm. can, can also be big factors. Magnesium. How about- Yep. Magnesium. Yeah. Huge. That's, that's definitely a big one. How about stomach acid and bile and kind of supporting the different digestive juice production? Is that important when it comes to healing leaky gut? 
Oh yeah, that is a priority as well. We always look at like how well somebody's producing those on their own. And that's where a lot of times I find results in, in people that are having gastrointestinal symptoms um, is just making sure they make enough stomach acid or, or you yeah. know, giving some support for bile or like with the detox pathways or the, the pancreatic enzymes. So many people are deficient again, because like their body's in chronic stress, they're not making these things properly. Right. Um, and so, yeah, supplementing with those initially and then making lifestyle changes to also help support things like stomach acid, right. You don't want to be drowning it with Tums and water right before you eat, and then you're not going to digest anything. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I find that those are super important in healing the gut too and keeping the microbiome happy. Yeah, for sure. So stomach acid, we know, sterilizes food when it comes in and very important for absorbing protein and different minerals like B12, well, B12 and then zinc and things like that, uh, which are all really critical. Now, you mentioned L-glutamine, you mentioned marshmallow root, licorice for the gut. What else do you like specifically for the gut? Aloe vera, you know, mm -hmm. some it de kind of depends too on where the person is at. If somebody's having like yeah. chronic diarrhea or they're having, you know, something like that, we don't really want to push the magnesium and the aloe vera and things that are yeah, natural right. laxatives. Yeah. Um, and we also have to be careful too with with the glutamine because even though something is good mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's good for them right then. That can cause yeah. more bloating. And so somebody that may have like a small intestinal bacterial overgrowth you don't want to cause more bloating in them because that's actually right. going to make the problem worse. I find sometimes we need to use antimicrobial herbs to help kill off overgrowth in the gut. Uh, yeah. So it could be like caprylic acid or berberine or something like that, that, you know, helps with the microbiome balance. We usually do testing with stool to figure out if we need to do that or with a SIBO breath test or something first. Um, but replenishing the, the enzymes, that's a really key thing for the gut as well. So just everybody's a little bit different in how we approach their gut. Yeah. Sometimes we want to go in and like kill off everything. And sometimes we just want to help support. They have no diversity in their gut and we want to help support a good environment by calming down the inflammation and maybe starting with turmeric and, and glutathione first. And that helps, you know, make a great home for the good bacteria for them to now thrive. And then we repopulate with the prebiotic, probiotic, postbiotic foods, right? Um, and so we can support again, through dialectal means, making sure somebody's having bowel movements every day, they're staying hydrated, like all of those factors. For sure. Now, are you using any sort of fasting or partial fasting strategies as well? Yeah. So depending on where the person is at, sometimes fasting is super important to kind of get them to the next level. If somebody comes in and they have like five autoimmune diseases all raging at the same time, I usually don't start there. But once mm -hmm. somebody gets into a better like state of remission, it's easier to then add in some gentle fasting now and again. So it could be like a um, 16 hour, 18 hour fast a couple times a week. It could be even starting with maybe like a fasting mimicking diet where we just calorie restrict and it helps still get that autophagy to get the immune system, mm. getting rid of all the debris and all the old cells in the body. Yeah. Um, so yeah, fasting can be really helpful. It gives the gut a break, uh, which is great because the gut cells have to replace themselves every three to five days. So it's a pretty quick turnaround, but we want to give it a break to know that they're replacing with good cells. Um, and so fasting helps do that helps kind of reset the gut and reset the immune system because we know again most of the, the immune system lives in that gut lining so they go yeah. hand in hand yeah super important yeah all those different anti-inflammatory strategies so you talked about glutathione omega-3s you talked about lifestyle approaches stimulating the vagus nerve which is super mm -hmm. important that kind of brain gut connection 
Um, just very, very important for overall health, keeping stress under control, sleep. Um, you know, those are really the basics to getting the inflammation under control. What, what can somebody expect when they start, for example, an elimination diet, they start doing some of these lifestyle strategies, you know, healing is a journey and uh, sometimes Mm -hmm. it can take quite a while. What are your expectations for people as they get started? Like what, what sort of percentage of improvement are you looking for when you're working with somebody on a month to month basis? Good question. And a lot of times I'll tell people, hey, you might feel worse before you feel better. Mm. (laughs) That's okay. You know, we're making changes. Changes are hard. The body gets really stuck in its ways or you get stuck in your ways, right? And food can create emotional connection and Mm. comfort and addiction. And we can have withdrawals when we're starting to make changes in some of these areas. Um, And so sometimes you can feel worse before you feel better. But typically when I I start somebody on an elimination diet, that first week is the most challenging and it ends up being more because of they're just trying to figure out what to eat and it's just different, right? It's just a change. Yeah. It's more of a mental, emotional thing um, and not really too much physical problem. But after the first week, you kind of get that down and you're like, okay, I can keep going with this. And so typically after 21 days, people will notice a change, a mm. positive change. Um, obviously, maybe not all, all the way better, but sometimes In a couple months, somebody can be in a a totally different place in their health. If that was really one of the main mechanisms, keeping their inflammation up and keeping their body in stress and they were eating the the wrong things all the time, like that can make a huge, huge difference. So um, everybody's different, but I think it's a really good place to start, like just baby steps, start with looking at what they're eating, start by identifying the stressors that they they can control um, and just knowing you know, if you stick with it, because consistency is key. That's that's yeah. a huge, you know, can't just do one thing really or do it once. Yeah. And expect it's going to change everything. Consistency is key. And if you can keep up with good habits and just kind of help build on top of, on top of those things, over time, you'll get to the place where your body is more resilient. Your immune system knows how to respond again, right? Our bodies are very intelligent. They can heal themselves. We can heal the gut. We can help decrease the stress load and uh, get into that state of, of course, remission where the body is doing what it's supposed to do and the immune system's not over, overzealous and like attacking self tissue. And that's maintainable by learning all of these things along the way. So like you said, yeah, it takes time, but typically even like a month or two, people can notice a, yeah. a positive change. Yeah, it's super important. And I always, I always try to paint the picture to people that when you are developing chronic disease in your body, it's kind of like a Mack truck um, going 100 miles an hour downhill. It's building a lot of momentum. And so if, if peak health is being at the top of the hill, you know, the, the Mack truck isn't just going to immediately slam on the brakes and go in reverse. It's got to decelerate. Right, so it starts the deceleration process first, and then it's got to make a U-turn, and then it's got to truck back up the hill. And so that process can take time. And sometimes mm-hmm. you feel like you're getting worse in the early stages, but you're really decelerating the disease process and turning the truck around, and then picking up momentum going in the opposite direction. So the key is having the right mindset, um, you know, being able to see have the end in sight, and uh, and and keep moving towards that, and having good accountability and 
friends and and uh, loved ones and a practitioner that can help support and encourage you. I think that's all really important. Um, any last words of wisdom and where can people find out more about you? I know you see clients that you work with clients all over the world. So, uh, so also let us know how people can get in touch with you. Yeah, I think um, the mindset where you were just talking about is so key. When people have autoimmunity, a lot of times they're they're hopeless. They're feeling like there's nothing they can do. Their doctors told them there's nothing they can do. They're going to have this for the rest of their life. So I just, I want people with autoimmunity to know that they have so much control over their health. And it just comes down to, again, identifying the sources of the inflammation, of the stress, starting to make little changes. You don't have to change everything in your life all at once. It's just, you know, adding in good things and um, it takes time, but you can get there. So um, people can find out more too on our website like kaplanhealthinstitute.com or even centerforintegrativehealth.com. Uh, we do work with pe- people virtually all over. And, you know, I, I hope people watching today really take good information away about autoimmunity and inflammation. Well, I think they definitely did. I think you did a great job. And I, I just want to acknowledge you for um, doing a great job really communicating what autoimmune conditions are, what leaky gut is, the challenge we have with food sensitivities and how our emotions and our lifestyle play a role in that. So you did a great job with that. And, um, you know, definitely if those of you guys are out there and if you want extra help, one-on-one help, I would definitely look at Dr. Kaplan. She is a, a thought leader in this area, a fantastic functional medicine practitioner. So reach out to her website and guys, we'll see you on a future interview. Everybody be blessed. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.